Welcome to Forward, the podcast of the Forward Thinking Chiropractic Alliance. This is your home for progressive, thought-provoking real talk in the chiropractic profession. Featuring the legends, the innovators, and the thought leaders that move our profession forward. And now your host, Dr. Bobby Maybe. Great. So every time I, I think of you, John Morrison, which is often, I often think of you. Nice. And uh, when I do, I think of Jim Morrison because you're oh, John Morrison. Of course. Like, except that you guys are so freaking polar opposites. <laughs> <laughs> Your archetype is different. So it, it becomes a, a funny thing for me to think of you as think Jim of, Morrison. Think of Van Morrison, maybe. You know, you're, you're a little more Van Morrison. A little Morrison. more laid back. You know, we also call our family vehicle Van Morrison. It's a Honda Odyssey. <laughs> so not uh, to be confused with that. I, I, I would figure that you would drive a van. <laughs> well, I, it's the family it's a very sensible family vehicle that protects my three daughters so that's fantastic we're going to get you into some of that gotta stuff have, too. you do what you have to in this season don't we uh we are starting the ftca podcast the forward thinking chiropractic alliance podcast it's actually called forward the podcast of the ftca uh, we have oh, partners God. and sponsors john morrison uh we are partners and sponsors they can be either or so they're not always sponsors. Sometimes they're just partners. <laughs> Get it? They, it's all about the family and the relationship more than it is about the sponsorship and the whatever. You know, we got a lot of criticism when we first started taking sponsors and uh, that we were, we were all about the money. And that was like four years ago. And we're still, we're still chugging along uh, helping people. It's kind of odd <laughs> that way. But we can help a lot more people because we have sponsors and partners and our... Yeah. We're, and, we're wanting to come on too to join that group. That's a pretty you impressive are, group. You're, you're right in line. So we're going to talk about that right after I say these names here. We're going to talk about you and your your endeavors. And, and you guys are coming on with this team here. The, the sponsors and partners are high price. Uh, if you're watching this live or you're listening uh, before 2022 starts, uh, high price has got a great deal going on in the FTCA. So check your email or ask around about the high price deal. Uh, Jane, I do know that Allie from Jane and I are going to be doing a podcast pretty soon. And John and Allie are good friends too. Everyone in Canada knows everybody in Canada is basically the way it goes. <laughs> they're all, yeah. they're, they're, it's kind of like Alabama. They're all sort of related. <laughs> they all grew up together too. They all right? grew up together. Uh, yeah. Drop release and the T-Tool are great tools uh, for soft tissue and clinical uh, care. So check those out. And China Gel is our... Uh, soft tissue uh, cream and uh, so, uh, in, instrument assisted soft tissue manipulation. I, I always forget what the M stands for modality, whatever. Uh, China Dill's got a great cream for that. And we have the smart chiropractor. You got to check out the deals from the smart chiropractor for FTCA members. They're outstanding. And Gestalt Education has great continuing education content for all chiropractors. Uh, and then what I I still I refer to this movie Office Office Space. Remember that movie Office oh, Space? Of course, it's a classic. You know, where the guy's looking for a stapler and all that stuff. It, I still use the quote over and over again. So, what would you say you do around here? And that's what <laughs> I want to ask you, John Morrison. What would you say you do? Uh, yeah, I, I just uh, I just respond to memos memos from chiropractors. <laughs> uh, no, it's a great question. So. Uh, my my mission is to help evidence based chiropractors get the tools that they need to to get to build the practices that they that they want to reach the people that they want and uh, it's it started with a Zoom call Bobby you and I were just reflecting beforehand about how I was invited to be a part of a mastermind group full of chiropractors from the states that I didn't know anything about and we just pulled up their websites one by one and I just said oh that's not gonna work and oh that's not good that's not good and I realized. You guys aren't the only ones, you know, that right. that are struggling with how to, you know, put together a really tight website that that's clear and that works for you. And so I just I got into that uh, with one person after another. I mean, and then I was invited to the FTCA podcast and Modern Chiropractic Marketing and worked with Josh Satterley 
And then all of a sudden these chiropractors from the four winds started calling. And then you invited me to St. Louis and then we partnered up with Jane in, in that moment. And then all of a sudden it's just like this, you know, it's just like being pulled into this world is so interesting how, yeah, sorry about that. I would never have thought, you know, when <laughs> I started being a story brand guy that I would work with this specific type of chiropractor uh, doing you know website design and messaging for them. It's just amazing how the world works, how Providence guides us because here we are. And it's like, that's what I do every day. It's just wake up and think of new ways to serve the chiropractic community. And uh, so now we're, I'm doing it with a company called Clinic Sites, a, a, a company that I founded based on the success of our initial Zoom call that we had is that I just realized that all the momentum and uh, the success and the opportunity to grow and scale was all in that allied healthcare field. So uh, we have a great partner in Jane that really helps us along, but you know, I kind of love doing what we're doing today, which is just kind of not just talking about websites, but talking about the bigger picture of how to build a brand. And so that's, that's what I do. That's what I'm here to do at least today. Yeah. Before we start talking about branding, don't you think it is so unusual or odd or amazing or, um, you know, you said Providence yourself, but it's like this idea that you can just, you didn't, you never, you didn't have to take that call, you know, you, yeah, you could have right. done other things. You didn't have to I join don't. that mastermind group. Well, honestly, um, the guy that asked me to, to come, he literally was like, he's like, so like, what do you charge for something like this to join our group? And I was like, I don't even know if I'm going to help you guys. So I'm not going to charge anything and we'll just see, we'll just see what happens. And, and then, you know, next thing I know I'm, I'm on a bunch of podcasts. So it was, it was really cool how that worked out. And, uh, it, yeah, it just goes to show you got to say yes to opportunities because you never know where one opportunity could lead to another could lead to another. Right. And all of a sudden I'm in St. Louis reuniting with, with Jane and uh, sorry, <laughs> Ali and Trevor from Jane. Uh-huh. We haven't connected in 20 years. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, this could be a great partnership. And I mean, you were right there. And when, as we were all kind of circling around, that was a, that was a powerful uh, weekend, wasn't it? That uh, at Forward in St. Louis. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, th- that is one of the special things I, c- I could say kind of about FTCA events. It's a really, so I've been to a lot of events. I've, I've put on a lot of events before, but mm-hmm. there's something different about the FTCA and that it, it started as sort of a, a family or a community. It started as a really, really small number of people. Like we're talking 20, 30 people. And then it was kind of, it kind of ballooned up to 200 or so, 300 people. And then all of a sudden it, it was in the thousands, but they're all sort of similar minded, not, not drones. They're not all one track minded type of individuals. There's, there's a vast array of people who are in the FTCA, mm-hmm. but you, you, you know, it's, it's based on a Facebook group and you see people's names over and over again, but you don't actually know them and right. you see their comments, whether you like them or not. Uh, and you don't know the person as a human being, but you start to develop this sort of affinity for them. They're part of your community or your family. Right. Yeah. And then next thing you know, you, if you, if you have the chut spot to go to one of these events, like get on an airplane, which I don't even know if people really do that anymore, but hmm. you know, you get on an airplane, you go to one of these events and then it kind of, it, the ice has already been broken. So I've yeah. been to plenty of events where like it takes two days. Yeah. I like the camaraderie of finding FTCA people in pockets of other events. Right. So I was at an event in New Jersey right. <laughs> and there'd be like, Oh, you're an FTCA guy. And they would kind of like talk. And then, of course, there's our experiences at Parker, right? Where right. Know, there, there was just people would hang out together and they talk about FTCA topics. And, and so it's not only the FTCA sponsored events, but it's just other events where people from the community gather, like kind of gave the, the secret handshake or whatever, right? At times. So, yeah, we've even had uh, uh, like offshoots at events where all the right. FTCA people will they'll meet up and have their own little dinner party or whatnot. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's, it, it's just weird how this has all sort of blossomed. And, and for me, from my perspective, and, and we don't, I don't want to talk about myself too much, but from my perspective of it is I've always looked around and I wanted this community, I wanted to help evidence informed chiropractors just win. You know, I thought if the evidence-based care is the best care, and it's the best way to take care of people with the tools we've got, then we should do our best to make sure we win, whether that's politically or financially or however you want it. Like we should be at the top of the heap, the cream of the crop. 
So right. sort of like, uh, almost like gamification or a video game of it. I'm like, so what pieces do we need to win? We need somebody mm-hmm. who knows about marketing. We right. need somebody who's really good at communicating about websites. We need someone who's really good at communicating about uh, documentation, Greg Friedman. We need somebody who's really good at this, that, and the other, and then plugging them in. And, uh, and so I've always had my feelers out for who, who knows what the heck they're talking about. And one day you showed up to our mastermind group and I'm like, that's the guy. That's the guy. <laughs> that's the guy. Like story brand, story brand is everything. Yeah. And how, I don't want to say bad, how, how much branding or the understanding of branding needs to be understood by chiropractors cannot be understated. Mm-hmm. It's almost like we were talking before we pushed record and it was like every chiropractor thinks they just need a logo. And if you can just get a spine on that logo and maybe you put like sport and spine in your name, you got it made. And that's, that's not branding. So let's talk about branding. That's why we're here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you want to just get started talking about branding or do yeah. we need to start well, I wanna, with who, I guess why, I how, just, whatever? I was just thinking about the opportunity Bobby, that if you really get this right, if you can come up with a, a unified brand that is known, uh, you can catapult yourself into your area where you become known as not just uh, a chiropractor in your city, but the chiropractor in your city, right? Wouldn't that be yeah. great is if, if you became like a beacon of light for evidence-based chiropractic, you know, maybe amongst your peers and you became a leader in your city that way for the mission of the FTCA, but just for getting great results for patients, right? You, you were able to change the chiropractic landscape in your city because you were getting amazing outcomes for your patients and, and they were telling other people and then other docs were hearing about it, it and they stopped giving all the, the, the crap messages that's out there. And they started to think, well, maybe there is something to this evidence-based chiropractic. I want to learn from this person, the, this glowing beacon of evidence-based care, right? So that's, that's what it's branding for. Branding is is just the external kind of sharing what is already going on inside of you and your practice, right? So it's, it's an appropriate expression of what, what's going on. And so when we think about branding, we're thinking about your name and your logo and your ideal client, and then how you, how you market that. So it's, it's part of the bigger, I think that what I do is part of the bigger FTCA mission, which is telling the story and giving people the best tools. And, and that's why I get excited about this community. It's not just about websites or, you know, another line item on your, on your budget that's already stretched. It's about getting the word out about what you do and how you help people. That's a huge, that's actually a huge problem that I see. So through with Kevin Christie and myself, when we started the Chiropractic Success Academy, which is not the FTCA, but I feel like it's an extension of it because that is the part where we go, all right, you need to learn stuff. And we are going to help you learn it. So, you know, you're going to have to invest. We're going to keep the cost low, but you need to join this thing and learn some specific things. And through the CSA, through the Chiropractic Success Academy, I've learned that a lot of chiropractors are transactional about these ideas. They do think, I just need a website. Uh, Get me a website, low cost, that'll just start bringing in patients. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it works like that. So when I laid out the Chiropractic Success Academy, I laid it out in seven. There are seven essential things that you need to be good at. And you can agree or disagree with these. And they go in, uh, they're progressive in order. So first and foremost, you need to understand or know why you're doing what you're doing. You have to have a why. You know, the whole Simon Sinek, start with why. Mm-hmm. You know who you are. You need to know why you're doing what you want to do, what you want to bring to the marketplace to your community, to your town, you have to start there. And of course, what happens? Everyone's skipped that part, right? Like, come on, man, <laughs> show me how to get new patients. And uh, the next step in this seven step process is branding. I feel like you can't brand yourself until you know who you are and what you're trying to address. True or false? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think the the why is essential, but then it, it quickly jumps to the who is who can right. you help? Because yeah. you can sit there and navel gaze about your why and you know, talk about the history of chiropractic and where you fit in the big, you know, the big picture and quote, um, quote, all the old, those people, all all the greats, right. But who cares? And yet, and yet at the same time, if you're not helping people, then it doesn't really matter. So every why needs a who, and that's who cares is a pun, by the way, who does, who, who does care? 
Right. Like who is all the people out there? And right. Who, exactly. who cares? So yeah. who yeah, cares about what you think? So that's why your branding would be important as a next step, right? Is because you need to figure out like, like what, who is our ideal patient? Like I can't help everybody. If I could just help a fraction of the population and fill my schedule with that fraction, I'd, I'd be a very successful chiropractor. I can, in fact, I could, I could have multiple associates or multiple locations if I could figure out the very people that we serve the best and fill our schedule with them. So, and it would be more enjoyable because it's the people you actually enjoy helping. Right. Exactly. Um, you know, yeah, so, so I, I figured out a few years ago that, you know, if people ask me like, who do I love helping? I'd say evidence-based chiropractors said, why it's because they're educated. They know their limitations. They have a high trust in professional help and, um, and they're, they're willing to learn and they're entrepreneurial by, by nature. So what I can do is now I can train a whole team around here's how we help these kind of people. And because we know that we can provide great outcomes for them. And I could teach people how to do these, where if I just picked every single type of person, like we'll do websites for everybody or whatever, yeah, yeah. It's very slow and we can't guarantee results. So I think it's the exact same thing with chiropractors. If you could say, here's our who, these are the people that we, we provide results for. Here's how we get those results. Here's how we speak to them. Here's how we cast vision for them. And then all of a sudden, now you start thinking, okay, well, now we can create the logo and the name and the colors because we're going to show that we're like, we're going to show that we can help these kind of people. And then they're going to be attracted to that. So I, I love how why translates to who. So great point from how why goes to branding quickly. Yeah. And we won't belabor the next ones, the, the rest of them, because we're, we're right here at who, why and branding. <laughs> but the next step after that is then to build your audience. So pe- people do try to build an audience. And the one after that is networking. Mm-hmm. So it's your who, your why, your ideal patient or client, and then it's branding based on that. And then it's building an audience and networking to leverage that audience. And I think people skip the branding step to get into those steps because those steps are the ones they, they think, and they're, they're right in that. Those are the ones that will actually garner them business and patience. Mm-hmm. It's like, you got to lay this foundation uh, you have to pave the road before you start to make these deliveries. And the, the other ones, which we won't even talk about at this point, are uh, you know, being a business person, managing your business, building a business, building a practice, which are kind of like two different things, and then actually planning for your life. Like we all hmm. do this for, uh, you know, we don't do this just to be chiropractors. We do this to live a life, to do great things, to provide for our families, to provide for our yes. communities. So, so we discuss that, and that's basically the CSA in a nutshell. And we are on uh, branding and what it leads to for the rest of the stuff. So um, I don't think when we prepared for this, we, we were going to go down like a, like here are four or five things you should do right now. But if I can find those, I'm going to summarize those in the end. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like if yeah, we can I, give people some stuff to walk away with. Yeah, for sure. No, I think we'd be fools not to give them some actionable steps for, you know, <laughs> spending all that time with us tonight. You want to um, talk about naming your practice? Yeah, I, I do. I do have four phases of, of kind of either starting a brand. Cause I know that FTC has a huge student uh, following and there's, there's phases of, inside the phases of the phases. Well, just like, I mean, if you think about it, like I, I just remember thinking, I talked to a couple of people that are, you know, running schools for chiropractic. And I say, why don't you guys teach people about marketing and branding? Because you can know everything, but if you can't, sell it, then you're going to just be poor and never be able to pay off your student loans and have this huge debt from this practice that you bought. So you have to learn how to market. And they said to me, and I get it. They said, we don't teach how to build a business. We teach how to pass the exams so that they can, you know, treat people properly without getting Yeah. That's their job. Yeah. And I totally get that. So I'm just like, okay, but now all of a sudden these, there's a bunch of students that are going to be coming out with, without ever having learned how to build a brand other than maybe they bought a logo off of Fiverr, which is okay to do as long as you know how to do the rest of it. Right. Right. So, um, so whether if you're starting out, there's four phases, but as I know, a few people have already, you know, they've purchased a practice, they're established doctors, they purchased a practice and there's some old guy's um, last name on it. And now it's time to rebrand. <laughs> so you know, it's like the, the their last name doesn't match up with the practices last name. And they're like, at some point I'm going to have to rebrand this thing. And so there's four phases for that. And it just so happens that they line up with the phases of the, you know, the, the brand new doc coming out of school. 
Well, isn't so that we can go through those. If yes, let's do that. This is very convenient. <laughs> By the way, they all most most people who are listening probably know my opinion that you shouldn't name your practice after yourself. But we'll, right. we'll get into that. I'm glad you said that because I say the exact same thing. I say, in fact, it's a twenty thousand dollar mistake. Yeah, and I just I I literally made up that number. But I would think <laughs> if I was if I was building if sorry if I was buying a practice and it it had a last name attached to it, I would right away take off twenty twenty thousand dollars off the valuation because it's going to cost me twenty thousand dollars to correct that problem right that's right i don't want to be at least this person yeah so i just that's why i said i make up and i'm not a you know i don't do business valuations for a living but i just know that i've i've wrestled with enough docs coming to me saying crap like i bought this practice five years ago and i'm still living under this guy's shadow i don't get any of his patients anymore but i like my name on google is still him and my signage is still <laughs> him i gotta change this thing and and i'm just like wow that's that's gonna cost you some you know, time stress is going to cost you your SEO for a little while while you make the name change. But um, and that's why I said you should have you should have taken twenty thousand dollars off whatever you bought this thing for just because of that problem. So that's it's in my notes. I'm glad you said that because it is a hobby. <laughs> I'm going to let you talk. I'm, I'm getting ahead of you. Um, no, no, it's totally fine. We're here for a conversation, Bobby. Um, so here's the here's the steps. We've already talked a little bit. The first one is you got to know you got to know your who. And then you got to, secondly, you got to know your message. And then thirdly, you got to create your brand and then your marketing collateral. So it, it would be a miss for me to end this without talking about websites in some kind of way, right? Sure. That's what keeps the lights on around here. Okay. So uh, the first <laughs> one that we mentioned, uh, you know, you, you can't be everything to everybody. If you've ever tried to do that, you, you just, you, you try to be everything to everyone. You're going to mean very little to a whole lot of people. That's why my mentor once said to me, uh, my personality is to uh, to try to help everybody. However, any business mentor I've ever talked to said, you, this is not a good way to build a business. And for the reasons that I mentioned before is, you know, you can't, you can't uh, have set processes. It's very tough to, to train people when you have new cases all the time. You can't build your efficiencies. You can't scale because you're reinventing the wheel every single time. Like when you're starting, it's okay. Like I remember sure. even starting my marketing um, company, somebody would ask for like, Hey, can you write this? I'd be like, sure. Can you build a website on this platform? I'd be like, sure. Can you do, can you design this? Sure. Can you hide a body for me? I'd be like, sure. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's a premium package, but I'll, I'll do anything. Right. Until you're burnt out. Now, one asterisk for the chiropractic profession. Yes. Uh, you tend to, you, if you practice in a smaller community, you tend to have to be right. a little bit more of a generalist and totally. the larger community, you can specialize your niche a little bit more. Totally. Yeah. And I, and I get that. And, and I think, but at some point you will figure out that you have an ideal patient, right? Like these are right. the people that I love. I light up when they, when they, um, when they uh, sign up, uh, I love helping them. I get the best outcomes for them. They give me the best referrals. They're willing to pay. And if you can find those people, then, then say, these at least are the people. So I'm not saying you got to market to only professional athletes or only you work with pelvic floor um, people, right. Or whatever, but it's, it is okay to say like, you know, we're going to, we mostly work with women age 40 to 60. And so our brand is going to be tailored towards that demographic. Okay. So that's kind of what I mean by yeah. figure it out. Obviously you're going to take anybody in, but if you could, you would take you know, a 61 year old. You would take a 61 year old, uh, you would take a 28 year old, a credit card that works and they knew how to do <laughs> online booking. Right. Right. But, um, so then once you get that, then you start to realize like, I can, I, I have a brand, I have a, you know, I have an ideal client that I can now build around and talk to, and I know how to speak to them because you speak to a, a, a 50 year old a lot differently than you do to a professional athlete who's in the 20, who's 25. Right. Right. And so there's a different message. You can't speak to everyone all the time. Okay. So that's the, that's the thing is you, it takes time and it, you have to be patient with yourself as you figure out who your ideal patient is, but it does help. In fact, you know, I mean, I remember you posted a video once I can't remember where I was, but it was generalist die poor. Right. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that yeah. line. It's, yep. it's lived with me for a long time and I've written a lot about it and talked a lot about it, but it's the truth. Like the, the best way to scale any business is to have a clear focus on a, on a who this is, these are the people we help and who we love help. And we want to build it more. Cause that if, once you have that clarity, then you'll see the rest of the phases actually work off of themselves. So it, once you go ahead, it's the uh, FUD version of the riches are in niches. 
It's, right. It's the opposite. Right. Riches are in the niches for sure. <laughs> the yeah. generalists and, die poor. The riches are in niches and generalists die poor. Yeah. So when you, once you figure that out, that that's a good business principle and it actually is helpful for your marketing, you're going to realize that phase two is going to come a lot clearer because you can't, um, you can't reach everybody, but you can speak to somebody. Uh, when I studied in England, Bobby, there was this place called Speaker's Corner and literally anybody with any beef in London would just come and they would come from everywhere around the world and they would come in this one area and just start yelling about whatever they were pissed off about. And it has quite a history of some deep philosophical thinkers. But if you just stand there and you try to like listen to somebody, you can't pay attention to anybody. And then if you add your voice to the noise, you're just, you're just um, making the situation worse. So if I actually take one person from that crowd there and actually say, like, I've got a beef about something. I, let me tell you about it. I got a solution. And then you'd have a much better one-on-one conversation. You could know their language. You could start to uh, read off of them. You'd know their, you know, how to speak right. to them. And that's what the message is all about in your brand is that it's just realizing like there's somebody with a problem that I can solve, that I can help. And I, I'm going to help them. And then I'm going to cast a vision for what a better version of their life is. I'm going to call them to action, say, this is how I can help you. This is what you need to do. And now all of a sudden people are like, oh, this is story brand. And that's why story brand is so effective is because it starts with that main character and, and we're not the main character. The patient is the main character. You're going to, have to and then these one, are chiropractors. You're going to have to say that over one more time. In this, <laughs> in this story, the chiropractor is not the main character. Right. The patient right. is. And maybe I'm just assuming that many people have been with us. I mean, if they haven't heard me talk about story brand, then they're obviously not listening carefully enough. Yeah. But um, you can go through any chiropractic podcast and you'll hear several versions of me talking about story brand. But <laughs> I just wanted to place it in the context of story brand is very effective for creating that brand messaging. Okay. So notice I have said first figure out who the your your ideal patient is, your who, and then you can speak to them. And then you're going to start to think about your, your logo, your name, your colors and stuff like that. But the messaging really is important. So if they're, if people haven't read the book, building a story brand, I'm happy to, to send you a digital copy. If you reach out to me through Facebook or uh, reach out to me through clinic sites, I got, um, I can give away digital copies, which is, um, which is helpful. Uh, but we also make sure like every one of our clients that we take on knows like, who's your ideal patient? What do they want in life? Like what's their aspirational goal? What do they want? What are they hoping to get? Uh, what's stopping them from getting it? What does a successful, happy life look like for your patients? What should they, why should they trust you? So why are you the trustworthy guide character in their life? That's going to be empathetic and you're going to be trustworthy. So I always tell people like, um, you know, I can be empathetic and I can identify with someone who's in pain that that can't do the things they love. And, you know, they're sitting on the couch and feeling depressed. I can empathize with them, but I, I won't adjust them. I have no authority when it comes to that. Space. Right. But a, a, a licensed chiropractor has all the authority. So you, you, can, you can empathize and you have authority to treat, which is amazing combination in a, in a care provider, right? And that's what people are looking for. You have to be able to show that empathy. You're not a jerk. Authority, you're an expert. And you put those two together. That's a, a powerful combination for attracting uh, your ideal patient. And then what do they need to do? That's just the call to action, right? Like, so you need to book an appointment. You need to get a, whatever it is that you do, right? Your thing. So that's, that's your message. And so that's the second phase is, you know, you have their ideal patient and you have a clear message. And now you're starting to build out the, the things that you can start to, when you really think about branding, these are the things that go along with it. So now we're starting to think, okay, if we have an ideal patient, what's our logo that's going to attract them? Not that I, what I think is cool, but what my, our patients will think is cool, right? Because again, our practice doesn't exist for us to build our own little kingdoms. Uh, our practices exist to serve other people and to, to target the people that we want to help the most. We have to figure out, you know, what it is, how do we attract them? Um, so, you know, what are you doing about a logo? This is a question that I get asked every now and then. And I, I honestly never know how to answer because if you hire somebody to do a logo in town, they might charge you 50 bucks and they might charge you $7,000 and you do a request for, for a proposal amongst the design agencies in, in America or North America, you're going to get a huge spectrum, right? right? So the truth is that you've got to figure out like what works for your budget. I'd say when you're starting out, look to services like, you know, freelancers around the world, like Fiverr or Upwork or maybe a, you know, university 
professor. I got, we have a couple of clients whose, um, whose spouses uh, took graphic design. So they were willing to do it. It's like, okay, that's, that's, that's the way to do it if you can. Uh, so find your logo through one of those providers and, and just make sure you stay within your budget and realize that if you pay peanuts, you're going to get monkeys. And if you pay monkeys, they'll probably deliver peanuts. And just know that that's what's going to happen. Like if you pay $25 for a logo, you're going to get a $25 logo, which is okay. It's okay to start. Just make sure you know that like this is a logo that is uh, for my ideal uh, client and not me. Okay. So that's, yeah. um, that's, that's kind of just the premise is make sure you design, um, pick something that's going to be attractive to them. Uh, next is your colors. And this is a really simple one. I, I would just say, look up, um, you could look Google Canva color palette picker, or even on just like color palette options. And if you're not even into that, uh, I would just say, pick your favorite sports team. Cause someone's, they've already hired a consultant to find colors that work together That's and right. just rip off your favorite sports team. <laughs> and, um, Bobby, you've done that with the Vancouver Canucks with your practice, right? I, it did. Yeah. It's, it's my hockey the, uh... team up here. Good Pacific it's Northwest a, colors, right? It's Cascadia. Yep. It's the Cascadia flag colors. Right. Right. So, that, so that's, that's good. Like that's an, in. that's understanding of knowing your, your demographic, right? You're in Cascadia. Right. So you're going to represent with those colors. Um, and then fonts, this is a kind of a simple one. I, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't stress too much about it, but you got to have two fonts, just one for your titles and one for your text. And don't, don't use three fonts. Don't use four fonts. Just stick with two titles and fonts, uh, sorry, and text. That's going to be enough. Just that's going to save somebody a lot of embarrassment, just knowing those two things. Okay. So those are kind of some of the branding things like we think logo colors uh, and fonts, but uh, there's another one that we probably should get into, which is um, part of your brand, which is your name. So we talked a little bit about that. Um, there's three options. Uh, Bobby, you can tell me if you, uh, if you think of a fourth, this is just as I've been thinking there's um, there's aspirational uh, um, titles. So this is to think of the aspiration of the ideal, um, the ideal patient. So if you are treating active people, you can call it something like active life, right? Or if you're dealing with them, um, families, you call it like healthy family chiropractic or active family or something with uh, the aspiration and then the demographic and then a chiropractic. It's going to help. It's going to help that way, unless you're a multidisciplinary in which you're going to go with clinic. Okay, so that's aspirational one. So think of what do people want at the at the outset, and and then uh, sell them that out, outcome. Well, sorry, not the outset. What do they want as, the, as an outcome? Sell them that in your title so that they know what they're getting. Right. Uh, there's other ones that are problem. So we have a friend named Aaron. He has Northwest Injury Clinic. So they're obviously talking about how they treat injuries, right? And it's a clinic for injuries. Um, San Jose pain clinic or pain relief clinic or something like that. It just talks about the problem that people are solving. And that's another way to say like, we, we treat this kind of pain. Um, there's regional ones, which is, which is totally okay. Uh, regional is actually a good play for your SEO, right? So if you have right. uh, Winnipeg chiropractic or, um, you know, bend chiropractic or something like that, right. Uh, that's going to be something that's going to help you. Like when people are searching a like chiropractor in Winnipeg, if you have yes. Winnipeg chiropractic as your name, that's going to, that's going to regional be regional identifier. Yes. Yeah. A regional identifier. So those are the three. Um, and I would say th if you stick with those things, notice we didn't say the name one, right? Like I, we yeah. already talked about that. I'm glad we did. Um, oh, what um, about, what about this fourth category? The, I just thought of a, a an obscure uh, word that sounds really cool. And I'm just going to put that on my fucking <laughs> yeah. uh, clinic. A confusing name. one, right? Yeah. The, and I, I think the confusing one, I wouldn't recommend it because it doesn't do anything for you. Um, yeah. so yeah, <laughs> keep away from the obscure word though. It's certainly, I'm trying to think of the words, but they're always so obscure. I can't think of one, you know, it's right, like, which is ascension, which is you know, <laughs> ascension. What does that mean? Like, what does that mean to the person who's right. reading it? Like, yeah. I don't, so you want to go some... to the chiropractor to ascend. I go to yeah, church to want, ascend. Yeah. You want clarity. <laughs> <laughs> you want clarity. Uh, the other yes. thing, the other thing I thought of this, that I was thinking about this point was uh, avoid things that make for bad acronyms because we all love acronyms, right? We are right. a part of the FTCA, which is the forward thinking chiropractic Alliance. We call it the FTCA to be cute. So avoid things like Pittsburgh medicine and spine, yeah. which would be an acronym yeah. of PMS or Albuquerque <laughs> sport and spine, which is the comedy a portion of our segment. Both. Yes, that's right. I have, I have one more. 
The Stephen <laughs> Holman Injury Treatment Center. <laughs> <laughs> that's two errors in one. He named it after himself and... It's a bad uh, yeah. acronym. Uh, yeah, that's a <laughs> shitty practice, if you ask me. Okay, so um, yeah, so when it comes to some of these things, like not everybody is great with with the, this. Is a bit like of a subjective part is the, your your branding stuff, right? So we're talking about logos, colors, um, and um, and names and stuff. And, and I think the best thing to do is to have friends or a spouse that is good for this. I don't trust myself with colors. Like I would try to walk out of my a closet with a, a certain outfit and my wife is just like that's not gonna work right and so i would just say before i put you put anything out there where you're gonna put it to the public try it with a few friends try it with uh, family members and, and spouse of course and just say like what do you think does this work does this resonate with you obviously if you have a, a if you're interacting with your target demographic then also talk to them about it and just get feedback because you know chiropractors are not well known for their for their branding uh, and design prowess. Right. Some are, some are great at it and they're just, that, that's good, but you know, you can't do everything right. And that, you got to give people a, a lot of slack here for that. So. And my that's commentary in there is, uh, you know, there are people in, in our community that are going to really go deep. They're going to take deep dives in this. Like they're going to want deep allegorical meanings in every portion of their logo and the name yeah. and the, it's got to be a little bit more approachable than that. Like if you look at my logo, it's, it, it's a, it was, it's a mallard duck and that's a strange logo to have, but we are in Oregon and there's the ducks and there's the Cascadia logo. And if, but if anyone ever asked me like, why did you choose a duck? There's, there's like deep, uh, whatever you want to call them, mythological, uh, things that are attributed to waterfowl. Like they're, what they represent spiritually or whatnot. We don't need to go there. We don't need to go there. We just yeah. go, I want you to be free and wild and fly like you did before you were hurt. You there know, you it, go. You know, it's got to be something that's very approachable to them. It can't go there too you deep. Go. If it goes too deep, you're going to lose people. Yeah. And honestly, don't overthink. Like don't if, overthink. I know some people are, are, are really overthinking stuff like their colors and their logo. And, yeah, and honestly, the, the messaging is so much more important. Yeah. How you talk about what you do, whether it be online or in person, and and whether or not you have an ideal client is so much more important. Like as far as putting the attention, um, make it put the more attention in those first two, and and not the third. And because if you overthink uh, the branding when it comes to your colors and your logo, it's just gonna uh, it's it's gonna you're gonna get stuck, right? You're gonna get yeah. stuck, especially the perfectionists in our in our midst. Um, they're gonna get stuck there. So find something get approval, get an expert to look at it and then move and on then go. To, yeah. to the Don't, next No thing. paralysis by analysis. You got to think of it as a, uh, sure. a beacon. So at first it's just a beacon. We're just putting a light out there to see what is drawn to the light. And then as you get better at the, at the story brand approach and you get better at the branding approach, now the beacon has a direction and you can shine a light at a certain, in a certain direction at a certain thing that you want to attract. And then mm -hmm. that's the whole purpose is just to have a beacon that draws things to you so that when you do go and you you're building an audience, it's identified on social media or when you do your TikTok, uh, you know, when you hit people with a sledgehammer on TikTok and all that other stuff that you do as a chiropractor. Uh, <laughs> and then when you go out to network and like all those things start to connect to the message and the logo that people have already been seeing around town. Yeah. And the other thing too, is that the logo that you start with is not necessarily the logo that you finish with. Right. Uh, if you look at, you know, your apps on your, on your phone or whatever, and you just scroll through and you think, what did, what did Instagram used to look like? You know, that Instagram is probably on its third or fourth iteration of its, of its logo. Sure. And you, you, we kind of get accustomed to it, but Facebook did a big change of its logo. Uh, and these companies are always changing their logo. Starbucks did it as well a few times. Like, it's okay to change your logo. It's, I mean, your business card and maybe some signage and your website will have to go, but uh, this is why you can't, you shouldn't get stuck on it is because you can go through these different iterations and, and rebrands and companies do it all the time. Uh, heck, we just were talking about how Facebook is, um, I mean, uh, Facebook, the, the bigger company changing to meta, but that's a big rebrand, right? And it can, right. it was at risk of confusing a lot of people. They obviously did the analysis and figured it was worth it. So if a huge brand like Facebook can rebrand, uh, so can you. Excellent. Um, 
you've given people plenty to chew on and you've even offered them some free content, the story brand book digital, if they reach out to you. Um, yes. Yeah. We still have one more phase though. Is that, a, is what that okay? Is this phase? This is the, this is actually putting this it into the, motion. Yeah. Right? Actually getting it out there. Yeah. This is like putting it to putting it to practice and getting it out there. I think is a few, there's a few things. How much time do we have left Bobby? Uh, five ish minutes. Okay. I can do it. I can do it in, in much less than that. So you can wrap up and, you know, thank your sponsors and, uh, uh anyways. Okay. So let's, let's I already just talked about this. them. I already talked about them. All right. Okay. They're, perfect. We, we've well, got to again. They're, they're paying good money for this. Okay. So uh, the other thing too, is actually getting your brand out there. And that's another thing that I realize is not taught in schools. I remember when one time when I was looking at websites for, um, for chiropractors and this guy, he just came out of school and I said, who, who taught you how to do this? And he goes, nobody, he had nobody to teach him how to do it. So he was literally just picking stuff from anywhere. And just like, I like that. And I like that. And I like that. And he just kind of threw it all together. He didn't have a framework to, to build it all out. And so, um, that's why when you have your, you know, if you're trying to reach everybody on your website, it's not going to work. Cause you're not going to know what to say. You can't speak in every language. You can't uh, do every service. You can't address every condition. You can't speak to every single demographic of society. So it really does help to have this framework and then put it in the place of like, if I could talk to my patients, what would I say to them? Well, I'd probably cast a vision for how, what their life could look like. And I'm going to do that on my website. I'm going to do that with my words and with my images. So lots of pictures of success with people to get them excited. Then I want to agitate the pain that they're feeling to show that I understand them. And so I want to talk a little bit about the struggles that I understand the struggles of what they're going through. And then I'm going to start to introduce how we can solve this problem and some of the benefits that they're going to get. And then I'm going to show a few testimonials that I'm in the business of, of helping people become successful. And then I'm going to end with a, the a call to action. In fact, you might sprinkle that call to action several times because that's how, um, you know, that's, that's how we get people to take that important first step of, of actually making the commitment to work with us. So when you have a framework like that, it actually makes website building a lot less uh, paralyzing, right? Because here's the thing, this was the disconnect. Like, I talk to every single person, like there's not a single person in the FTCA that would say, you know, I'm really doctor centric. Like I'm, it's all about me, uh, but you read their website or see their social media and how they talk about themselves. It is doctor centric. And all I, about them. I think they're, so I could figure out, I said, why are these patient centric doctors? Um, why do they have doctor centric marketing? And I realized it's because since nobody told them what to do, uh, and and how to lay out their marketing and their, their especially their website or their messaging, uh, they just just sat there and froze and then said, uh, "And what do we know how to do? Like, what do we do when we're panicked at a at a party or something? We just talk about ourselves." So the disconnect was, unless you're in that mindset of this is these are the people I reach, this is the message that I give to them, this is how we're going to look, and this is how I'm going to put it all together in our public facing website and our social media, then. Um, you know, unless you actually have that framework to put it together, you're just going to freeze and talk about yourself the whole time. Yeah. Which isn't going to biggest cringe on all chiropractors websites for me. Uh, if I want to get a good cringe going, you know, put on my jammies and pour out a cup of tea. <laughs> and then I go and check out uh, the about me section or about us section on a chiropractor's website. And it's like, wow, you, you, you burned a lot of calories on something that no one's going to read and no one cares about. Yeah. Yeah. I, I cringe. I mean, does it, if we're, if this is a therapy session, I cringe at the pictures of the, the guys, the doctors holding the spines like a guitar and the glowing <laughs> red spines on the sites. I just, I'm just like, Oh, you could do so much more with that valuable real estate. It's like, it's like they have a little, you know, they've built a shack on this beautiful beachfront. Like you have this website opportunity yeah. to cast a vision for people and connect with them. And then they show glowing spines. I love the meme yeah. that has a doctor saying, this is your spine. And it's the guy who says, put it back, put it back. <laughs> Anyways, that's, um, so the thing is, I think when it comes to the outward focusing part, like the website obviously is foundation, it's the front door to your practice. But the good news is that if you have a great site that actually is uh, patient centric and, and has this nice brand that targets, you can catapult yourself ahead of so many, like there's, there's a ton of opportunity for, for young docs and rebranding docs. To, to grab more what we call, forgive my crass language, but market share uh, to, to, to catapult themselves ahead 
if they would just have these these principles and and just make a website that looks good because as people are browsing they're they're going to make a judgment call about you based on how your website reflects right it's just like it's like having a um a messy lobby or just chairs yeah. all over the place or or chairs from the 70s in your reception area or like um you know you maybe your tv the tv that you yep. have is like one of those huge boxes that's nailed to the wall it's like these people seem to not care about modern stuff they're going to make a um, a judgment call on on who you are based on how your website is and based so anyway from a commodity standpoint too so if you've got patients that like your if your ideal patient is uh you know uh insurance based patient you know they're paying money too these days but you know what we're going to general generalize here you know they're going to look on their insurance roster and they're going to say who's near me and who's open and they're going to go to your website next and it's almost like a tinder thing they're like swipe left i don't like that website we're going to go to mm-hmm. the next person on the roster uh and then on the other end of the spectrum if you have people that are paying like big cash for specialized services you know you, they're going to they're going to be shopping with a mentality of specialized services and they want to see good things when they go to your website too. So, yeah. And just a couple more things. I know we're all over time, but <clears throat> forgive me. I mean, whatever it's Facebook live, they don't charge by the minute. That's right. Um, so there's a few things that a website does that people don't quite realize when it comes to helping you grow your practice and, and getting ahead. A website is um, it's not just about marketing for new patients. It's also about re- com- converting referrals, right? Because if your existing patients have a friend that's uh, going through something, uh, they're going to say, oh, you got to go see Dr. Bobby. And it's like, okay, in the old days, we might have given a phone number or given a card, but now what do we do? We always go to the website. Uh, Dr. Kevin has a, Kevin Christie has a great story of how he just moved into town. And, uh, and a, a guy said to him like, oh, what do you do? And he goes, oh, I'm a doctor. I'm a chiropractor um, in Boca Raton here. And so the guy said, you know, in the old days, he would have said, can I have your card? Instead, he said, what's your website? And then the guy came back the next day and said, I spent some time on your website and uh, I'm going to become a patient of yours. Could you imagine if Kevin had a bad website, how awkward that neighbor relationship would have been? It's like, oh, I can't look at him the same now. (laughs) But it's it's seen a dirty garage. Yeah. A great website converts your referrals. It makes you feel proud of like that. I'm presenting myself well, just like a nice clean reception area would do. Um, but, but also it actually saves you a ton of time because if you have conditions you treat and a little information, maybe you have courses, like we've introduced how we can do chiropractic courses. If you have an FAQ section, you could save your receptionist or even you a ton of time. You find yourself answering the same questions over and over again then having an FAQ section can actually help. You can say, yeah, that's a great question. We actually have it posted on our website. Or even if they're calling you all the time with the question, you better believe they've been to your website first for that question. Yeah. And so like, what's your time worth? What's your life worth to not have to be saying the same thing over and over again? I think a website can help that. And it's part of your brand as being an authority in your space. Because like I said, other people, other docs around are going to be looking to you. If you're the if you're the new thing, if you're getting great results, if you're, you know, um, creating a buzz in town, other people are going to be looking to you. And that's the kind of people that I want the FTCA to be full of is, um, you know, not, not competing because we don't like people, but just being better, telling a better story, getting better outcomes and generating a buzz in every community all around North America. And, and Hey, even the world. Cause I know, you know, you do some work in Germany from what I've heard. <laughs> yeah, we, we get around. I see what you did there when you brought up saving time. I see what you did there. Yeah, you crafty yeah. copywriting, marketing, <laughs> pushing on I people's didn't. pain points. You know, Bobby, that's how smooth it is. That's how smooth he is. So uh, when people want to look up clinic sites and all that, where do they go? Yeah, we have a website, cliniccites.co. We're also on social. You can follow us there, of course. But I think most of the like most of the people I think that would be interested in just chatting, like reach out to me on on Facebook. I do a ton of just like helping people get find resources. So yeah, uh, that's exciting to me. Is just um, you know reach out with a with a DM and we can get you what you need because some people just might need a tool, some people might need a, a resource to read or something like that. So don't hesitate to reach out personally. That's why I'm here. Yes, Mr. Morrison, uh, that is, you know, besides the things that you can bring with your knowledge, one of the things that uh, has me infatuated with you is just how good of a person you are and how you actually genuinely want to help people. Uh, because, oh, 
because when when they win, you win, we all win, and uh, right. that, that's what we're trying to do here. So, um, didn't you once have on the Facebook banner a rising tide uh, re, uh, raises all ships? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, that's yeah, right. I believe that. I think that's that's the. I wish I would have thought of that myself. I'm not. The, I'm not that. <laughs> well, smart. you know, honestly, and, and my heart for the FTCA is that you know, as as people are successful, it's gonna make it's gonna make it so much better and. You know, we've seen in identity politics in the States and, and even in Canada, people think Canada is free from controversy. It is not. Uh, but in the identity politics, we just want to cast, you know, throw mud at each other and make fun of each other. But I just say, tell a better story and, and be better. And as we are better, it, that will change. That will change how yeah. people see chiropractic. Just right? be better. Yep. Absolutely. And, and the other people of, will go into business and, and. Well, there's and, a lot of pride and ego in chiropractic and the pride you know, leaves you thinking like you're the only one who's ever encountered these problems or these challenges mm-hmm. when, you know, with a Facebook group and a community, like our community, our members, you know, there's thousands of members and the, you know, the, you, you are not the only one, you are not alone and you that's are right. not the only one that's ever encountered any of these problems that you think you're going through. And when you think about success or if you feel like you are not having success or that you might not ever be successful, I always tell everyone, even it's a, it's a funny joke in my house. My kids will tell it to their kids. If you think that you can't win at something, there are dumber people doing it every single day. You can do it. <laughs> that's right. You just have to ne- learn how to ask the right questions or find the right people to ask. And that's, that's been my mission through the FTCA is showing people the right people to talk to. And when it comes to websites and branding and copy and story branding. Uh, that's you, my friend. You're awesome. the dude. I appreciate that. Thanks for your support, Bobby, over the, yes, over sir. the years. And I, I really look forward it. to uh, the when Clinic Sites is a partner with the FTCA. It's coming. All right. Kick I'll off with this soon. call, right? That's right. Thanks, buddy. <laughs>